Okay, thanks for coming to our friend tryouts. Uh, we just have a few questions to see if you'd be a good match for us. If you could date one of our mothers, which would you date? Have you ever been to prison? You know that one thing you did that one time with that one person? Why did you do that? You got any your mama jokes? Do you think Jesus was good at bowling? I don't suppose you could teach us how to duggy per se, but could you teach us how to knit? Where do babies come from? Be specific. Sing your favorite air supply song. Do you believe in corporal punishment? And mm, what's your favorite way to see someone die? How much time do you spend skipping when no one is looking? So if I'm like one to needy, where do you fall? Did you lie about liking Celine Dion music back in 1995? Do you hear voices in your head? If I were paralyzed from the neck down, would you spoon feed me pudding? I, I, don't, I don't think so, no. All right, Christ Church. I'm Pastor Bob, uh, lead pastor here at Christ Church. Glad you're with us today. Upper room, folks, awesome that you're with us as well today. I know you're having a powerful experience uh, upstairs. Uh, today is a big day for uh, Christ Church. A uh, couple reasons. One, uh, because we're going to be uh, breaking ground officially. You can see they've been moving ground already, but uh, we'll be breaking ground officially after our next uh, service. So I want to encourage you all to come back uh, and join us uh, for that. And uh, I got a quick word for you because of that. Uh, what's going to happen is uh, some things are going to start moving uh, around here, literally moving uh, around here, and we need to just get you on board, make you aware. So one of the biggest things that's coming uh, is uh, they're going to start fencing off uh, the uh, area here uh, where they're going to put up our new uh, facility. Uh, but guess what area they're going to fence off? That would be the parking lot. Ah, surprise. So uh, we are going to lose some parking out there. And so uh, beginning on May 20th, uh, we're going to have to uh, uh, be accommodating for everybody. Uh, and so uh, starting May 20th, we've made arrangements to be able to park down at the hospital, St. Mary's Ozaki Hospital. And so we're going to be running shuttles uh, from St. Mary's here back to Christ Church. There still will be parking here, but uh, covenant members, regular attenders, we hope you're on mission. We hope you're mindful about the people that aren't here yet. And so we want our guests to have uh, as many spaces as possible here, which means we're going to ask you to go ahead and park down at the hospital and take the shuttle. And husbands, here's a place where you can get buku points. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, right? So drop the family off, run the car down, we'll shuttle you back, do it, do it for the cause, okay? Uh, so anyway, want to get you on board with that, get you alerted to that so you're not surprised uh, when you come on the 20th. But great, exciting stuff, uh, and we're going to get a parking lot in as quick as we can, but it's going to take a while depending on, on the weather. So uh, just be patient if you would. All right, today is also a big day because we're starting a new series uh, called uh, Friending. And uh, no, we're not going to give you a tutorial on how to have the most friends you can possibly hand, have on Facebook, uh, right? Because I think that's the term, right? Friending on Facebook. Uh, no, we're not going there. In fact, we are going in exactly the opposite direction. We're going to spend some time uh, in these weeks talking about uh, what, what does God have to say? What does Scripture have to say uh, about the importance of friendship and what friendship ought to look like and how we can invest uh, in, in, uh, in friendship? 
And uh, there's just some sad uh, realities out there in our world about how friendship uh, is changing. Uh, so, for instance, 25 years ago, according to research and statistics, 25 years ago, if you would have uh, talked to the average American and you would have said, um, how many friends uh, do you have? 25 years ago, the average American would have said six friends. The reality is today, if you talk to the same average American and you ask the same question, how many friends do you, do you have, uh, the uh, response is going to be Two. So in 25 years, you can see that culturally there has been a significant shift uh, in the value and the experience uh, of a friendship. And so we as Christ followers especially uh, need to understand what, is, what does the Bible have to say to us about the importance of this experience of having friends uh, in our life. And so we're going to start today with laying a little, little, little groundwork, a little foundation work. Uh, and then uh, each Sunday we're going to build on trying to identify those qualities of uh, friendship. Give some of you today, but uh, just lay a little groundwork today. Uh, and the most important piece that we can lay this morning in understanding the importance of friends uh, is this one right here. Uh, friends will forecast your future. Uh, young people, I hope you're especially uh, listening to this part this morning because this is absolutely vital uh, for you to understand. This is a biblical principle. It comes from Proverbs 13. It's the most obvious place it's shown. Uh, and in Proverbs, it's uh, this guy called Solomon, King Solomon, uh, who is speaking. And King Solomon, according to the Bible, was the wisest person on the face of the earth, right? I mean, the wisest person uh, you could possibly have. Would this be a good person to listen to? The answer is yes, because he is the wisest person, right? right? So a good guy to know, good guy to listen to. Here's what Solomon says when he talks about uh, friends, about relationships. He says, walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools and get in trouble. What's the principle? Well, your friends are a huge influence in forecasting your future. Because who you surround yourself with is going to influence who you become and the outcomes in your life. It's simply a basic biblical truth that, that who you surround yourself with is significant. It is so important because who you surround yourself with is going to influence the outcome of who you become. So if you walk with the wise, Solomon says, you will become what? Wise, right? Why? Because you're walking with wise people. If you surround yourself with wise people, then, then that's going to rub off on you. That's going to influence you. That's, that's going to start shaping some of who and what you are. And so the outcome is it will forecast your future because walking with the wise means you're going to probably learn and exercise a whole lot more wisdom. In contrast, if you associate with fools, the outcome is trouble. Because you're going to do foolish things. You know this to be true, don't you? Look back, those of you in the room who are a little bit on the mature side, look back in your life and think about the times when you got in the most trouble. Who was around you? Good friends or not so good friends? 
We even have a term in our culture. The, the term is we call them the instigator. Heard that term? Right? What, what's an instigator? Well, usually in our culture, it has a negative connotation, right? Uh, right? Somebody gets in trouble, and we look at the situation, and we say, well, I know they did it, and they're really in trouble for it, but there's this other person who was the instigator who influenced them to get into trouble, right? Well, that may happen with our kids, but that happens throughout our whole lifetime. Who we surround ourselves with has a significant impact in the outcome of who we are and what our future is going to look like. Your friends will forecast your future. So Solomon says, don't befriend angry people or associate with hot-tempered people. Why? Well, because if you do, you're going to learn to be like who? Them, which means you're going to be hot-tempered and an angry person, most likely. Because friends influence. And so don't be like them. Don't associate with them so you don't put yourself at risk of being influenced in that direction. And notice the end of this proverb. Not only will it influence who you become and your future, but it will influence your spiritual outcome. Or you'll learn to be like them and, circle that word, right? And, this is an also, and it will endanger your soul. Who you surround yourself with has a significant impact in your future, both in the outcome and in your spiritual depth and walk. They can become a barrier to your walk with Christ. So how many Sunday mornings have you missed being here at Christ Church because you've been out with friends who don't value Christ or value His people? You see, friends can influence and will influence, and it can even be a significant influence in your spiritual walk. So that leads us to an obvious thing that we need to just start with as we start this series today in getting handle around what what do friends look like, what do we look like uh, as friends. And it's asking a simple and straightforward question. Who are your closest friends? And if you accept that biblical truth we just went through, then it would be important for you, wouldn't it, to to take some time and think about who are your closest friends. Friends, And no, you can't put your spouse on the list. Your spouse can be a great friend, but that's not where we're going for in the series here, right? So apart from your spouse, who would you list as your closest friends that influence you the most? Scripture would invite you to make that list and then begin thinking about what are the motives behind those friendships? What are the motives behind those friendships? Proverbs would lift up a couple motives. There's more in Proverbs. A a couple that become obvious as you read the book of Proverbs uh, around this experience of friendship. And one of them is a not-so-good motive, and one of them is an okay motive, 
right? The not-so-good motive, well, we should give you a proverb that defines it. Yet it, you need to take the time and say, Say to wisdom, you are my sister, and call insight your intimate friend. It's saying, listen, stop and think about your friends. Think about these influences uh, in your life, right? Who are they and what are their motives? You see, one motive of friendship, a not very good motive, is what I call a gimme friend, right? They're gimme friends. Gimme friends who are in your life because they just want to get from you, right? Just keep giving to me, right? Gimme, gimme, gimme. Just keep giving to me. That they're in relationship with you because of what they get from the friendship, But they give very little back and pour very little back into you that's positive in nature. Proverbs, again, Proverbs 19, great section there. It says, wealth makes many friends. Poverty drives them all away. Why does wealth make many friends? Because of what you can give them, what they can get from you, right? There's a, there's a risk in friendships that friendships become only one directed. And that direction is that one person is in the relationship only because of what they draw out of it and what they get for themselves. Proverbs says, many seek favors from a ruler. Everyone is the friend of a person who gives gifts. You see, there's a flip side as well that asks the hard question when you look at your friendships Are people in relationship with you because of what you pour into them and they pour into you? Or are they in relationship with you because you're just a good gift giver? What is the motive behind the relationship? And sometimes the motive is it's just gimme. And there's no depth and substance to the relationship. In contrast, there are give-you friends right? Not give me friends that are all about just getting from you, but give you friends, right? A friendship that is based in that mutual opportunity to appropriately and positively pour into each other. So Proverbs 22, whoever loves a pure heart and gracious speech will have the king as a Friend, what do, you, what do you need to receive from your friends? What do you need to pour into your friends? Pure heart, gracious speech. We receive and we pour in out of that honesty of friendship or down at the bottom. Wounds from a sincere friend are better than many kisses from an enemy. Isn't that a great one? Right? Our friends are really friends because they, they are willing to say things that are important and significant into our lives, even if it may cost us challenge or wounds. Right? It's a relationship that is about pouring into each other. Not just one receiving, but mutually pouring into each other. Proverbs, the heartfelt counsel of a friend is as sweet as perfume and incense. Friends are valuable. But friendship should be based on mutually pouring into each other and not just one party receiving, receiving, receiving. Make sense? That's why those kinds of friendships have the opportunity to last. We want friendships within our our Christ walk that are loyal friends, 
Friends, they're there for the long haul. I love this verse because if you look at uh, the proverb, it reminds us about the longevity opportunity of friendships, right? It even talks about it generationally. Here's what it says. Never abandon a friend, either yours or whose. Your father. you see the longevity? Do you see the length that it's talking about in terms of friendship? Right? The friendships are things that we should commit to for the long haul. If, if you're changing friends every other month or every six months, you've got a new set of friends that are surrounding you, you better think and, and look at how you view and understand friendships in your life. Friendships that, that the Scripture would call to us to are friendships that are long-lasting. They are loyal. They are enduring. They go through the ups and they go through the downs. They are significant friendships that allow us to pour into people and people to pour into us, and they just last. They just endure. A friend is always loyal, and a brother is born to help in time of need. Friendships that the Scripture describes are friendships that just simply endure. They endure. So as we start the series today and we think about friendship, we need to start thinking about who are your friends? What are those friendships like? And what's the motives behind those friendships? But we also need to ask the second hard question, not only who are your friends, but what kind of friend are you? If you would pause and look at your friendships, what is your role? What kind of friend are you right now? And what kind of friend is God going to challenge you to become as you come back every week now and and walk with me through this series? What kind of friend are you? What kind of friend is God calling you to become? It says many will say they are loyal friends, but who can find one who is truly reliable? You see, the challenge for us as Christ followers is we live under a different mandate, right? We, we live under the influence of our greatest friend, Jesus Christ. And, and he encourages us about our relationships. And he actually demands of us a higher level of commitment and relationship in these friendships with other people. It's where he's talking in the Gospel of John. And he says, so now I, Jesus, I'm giving you a new commandment. Love each other. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. How does Jesus love you? For the long haul? To the point of being with you in all your ups and your downs, being absolutely committed to you no matter what? pouring into you, listening to you. See, the command, the expectation for us as we look at our relationship is that our relationships, our friendships will, in, will, will imitate our relationship with Christ and His relationship with us. Your love for one another is going to prove to the world that you're my disciples. This is part of our witness, and that's why talking about friendship is so significant for us. Because our friendships are a reflection of how our walk is with Christ. Our friendships become a testimony and a witness to those around us. And so we need to stop and we need to think, who are our friends? What, what are the motives behind those friendships? 
How are we as friends? How does God want us to become and mature uh, as a friend? Because we know there is the expectation on us as Christ followers to rise to a different level. That means you and I, if you're already following Christ and, and, uh, you know, he is uh, Lord, if you're already following him, it means you and I will invest in friendship. We will invest in friendship. We will take the initiative. We will invest in developing these relationships. If you look at Hebrews, it says, Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Don't miss the beginning few words. Let us think. Let us think. Think about what? Think about how to motivate other people. Let us think about making sure that we spend time together. Let us think. When's the last time you thought about your friends? When's the last time you gave some serious thought about how you need to motivate your friends? When's the last time you gave some serious thought about how you need to pray for your friends? When's the last time you gave some serious thought into how you need to bring Christ into your relationship with your friends? Scripture says, love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Notice that word genuine, authentic You see, it means for us, as we start thinking about our friendships, that our friendships are going to rise to a different level. Our commitment, our investment in friendship is going to rise to a different level. And we're going to invest in the experience of developing genuine and authentic Christ-centered friendships. It means for us then, as a Christ follower, we're going to step in and we're going to be real and we're going to be open with our friends. We're going to be genuine and we're going to be authentic. There's a great challenging verse in James 5. It says, Confess your sins to your pastor and your pastor only, and nobody else will ever hear your sins, your faults, your failures, but just your pastor and your pastor only. And pray for him because you're burdening him. No, it doesn't say that. What does it say? This is so important. What does it say? Confess your sins to who? To? Wow! That is incredible, isn't it? What is the level of friendship? What, what is the level of investment in friendship? That you would be able to be open and real and honest and tell somebody else your faults, failures, and your sins. And yet that's the invitation. To develop such authentic and genuine friendships in Christ. That we can be so real and so open with one another that we share even our sins. And we share forgiveness. Not just our brokenness, but we share the opportunity to relish together 
in the forgiveness won for us by our greatest friend, Jesus Christ. This is the invitation to friendship. Scripture says, always, always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other. Make allowances for each other's faults because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourself united in the Spirit, binding yourself together with peace. For there is one body and one Spirit, just as you've been called to one glorious hope to the future. Friending, friendship. We invest in friendship. Genuine, authentic friendship. Because friendship not only forecasts our future, but when we invest in friends, we begin to forecast their future. You get that? That's pretty cool. You think about that. Where we started, friends forecast our future. But when we're friends, when we pour into other people, we influence and forecast their future. And that future can include a relationship with Christ. Ecclesiastes talks about two friends, two friends, encouraging, strengthening, be there for each other. And then at the very end, it flips and it says, three are even better. How many are even better? Three. Three are even better. See, your friendships will be even better when you bring Jesus Christ into the friendship. So often we're worried that somehow showing our faith to our friends is going to be this great interruption and this great problem when Scripture would teach us exactly the opposite. That bringing our faith, bringing our friend Christ into the relationship creates even better relationships, even better friendships. Friends, friends are the opportunity to influence and forecast the futures of others in the experience of Christ. Jesus says, I no longer call you slaves because a master doesn't confide in his slaves. Now you are my, what? Friends. That's what he does for you. That's what he calls you. He calls you his friend. Why? Because he wants to forecast your future. He wants to forecast your future to influence you into the incredible experience of relationship. So I hope you're going to hang with me for these next weeks as we look at friends. And we start today with that simple understanding that friends forecast our future and we have the opportunity to invest and forecast others' future because we have an incredible opportunity to bring the friend, Jesus Christ, into that relationship. Let's pray. Father, thank you for uh, getting us on this path today and uh, giving us a chance to take some time to think about uh, the powerful experience of uh, friendship. Uh, there's so many folks around us, and sometimes the motives uh, are pretty darn human and uh, broken. And Lord, we want to rise above that. We want to have uh, pure, genuine motives to imitate Christ to others and to enter into these friendships and be the friend 
that, uh, that Jesus would have us be. And so I challenge us in these weeks uh, to not only think and examine our friends, uh, but think for and about our friends and help us. Help us to grow in such genuine friendships that we can share not only our weaknesses, but we can share the joy of forgiveness and the presence of Christ. So encourage us in these weeks, we ask, as we prepare our hearts now for the table. In Jesus' name, uh, amen.